good news. I remembered that podcasts are a thing that I do. And so I'm going to try and use this today to make something good out of something bad. I think it was four or five years ago that an assistant coach and a number of others were caught being bribed by Adidas to send players to certain schools, you know, basically get the players locked into Adidas contracts, make Adidas more money. And unfortunately, Oklahoma State was one of the players whom that was happening with, one of the universities, rather, whom that was happening with. A certain coach, Lamont Evans, was doing that, unbeknownst to the university, unbeknownst to any of the coaches, unbeknownst to any, literally anybody else. And he wasn't even very good at it either because nobody sort of, quote, took him up on his intended plan. So this came out as an FBI investigation. Uh, he received punishment, certainly. And then... The NCAA did their own thing and gave OSU a punishment of a postseason ban and three years of probation. A massively harsh penalty considering that effectively nothing actually happened. You know, especially considering that other universities have done way worse recruiting violations and, and you know, things that objectively affected uh, the team's success in unfair ways and received the tiniest of little bitty punishments. And yet here the NCAA comes down super hard and heavy on OSU. Naturally, we appealed because it was just ridiculous. And for 17 months, 17 months, the appeals process dragged on. And then finally, literally the day before the first exhibition game, so right as expectations are super high, they released their statement that no, it is being upheld, all the punishments apply starting now. And so the current team is barred from the postseason. The current team, 18, 19, 20-year-olds who were 14, 15, 16 years old in high school, early in high school at the time that the assistant, assistant coach did what he did, are being punished. Coaches who work for the team now, none of whom worked for the team at the time, are being punished. The university, who gave no consent to these activities, stopped, fired the person as soon as it was found out about, and cooperative flew with the NCA, is being punished in this incredibly heavy-handed way. It seems very clear to all looking on that the NCAA is an organization that has for years been losing relevance and power and respect, and so here they are trying to reassert themselves, but they've just made themselves look all the more that way, like someone who is afraid of losing power and trying to uh, reinforce it by gripping even harder. That's the first problem this punishment that is massively out of line with, with a notion of real justice for what actually happened and to, to whom it ha at whose hands it happened. Um, again, an incredible disorder of punishment not fitting the crime. But even beyond that, there's a problem of the bigger um, atmosphere created by this. What they are doing is ruling by fear, creating a culture of fear. So now everybody in the country is going to be looking over the shoulder constantly, even at things you know that seem you know. Apparently, the NCAA has shown that even a minuscule, non-beneficial things are going to be punished with massive repercussions. So that's just going to create resentment, fear, mistrust, all of those kinds of things. If you if you ever uh, study political philosophy, this might sound familiar. Uh, they are not leading in a good way whatsoever. They're leading by um, force and fear 
and is not going to protect players. It's going to make everyone hate them even more and lead to a more broken system. And yet, here we are. All that being said, as far as I know, there's no further recourse to to legal defense from this. And so, it is where we are. It is what it is. Oklahoma State is not able to play in the postseason this year and has to, you know, there's some probation, you know, three years of reduced scholarships or whatever that part is. So what do we do? Well, we do our best with what we can and trust that it will go well. So often in these cases, um, there's two choices. You can lament it, moan about it, complain about it forever, and let it be the thing that defines you. Let it be something that is, uh, you know, basically ruins your life. You know, we can all have moments like this. Uh, we actually... Uh, should, in a weird way, take comp- take heart that these kinds of things happen quite a lot. Uh, things that seem out of, you know, difficulties that seem out of line with what actually happened. You know, just for an example, a very neutral kind of example. It's windy in Oklahoma. Uh, maybe your car door gets blown open, you know, kind of slips out of your hand. And if your car door swings open and hits a Honda Accord next to you, well, okay, maybe it's a couple hundred bucks to fix their door. But suppose your fingers slip in the wind and your car door hits a Ferrari or a Lamborghini or a Bentley parked next to you or that you parked next to. Literally the exact same scenario, really a minor thing, could cost fifty dollars to $60,000 for a new door for a Lamborghini, a Ferrari, or a Bentley. So now all of a sudden, a really a simple mistake, you know, having your car door blow open on a windy day becomes a massive, quote, punishment. So... You know these happen. All these things happen all the time. Actually, you know cases of mistaken identity or you know mistaken accusations. Uh, you know we know there's people in jail who are genuinely innocent and the system failed them. So what do we do? Again, there's two options. One is to uh, let it ruin your life and just become obsessed by it and uh, you know dwell on it forever. The other option, the one that is an option that is life giving. You say, okay, this sucks, it's unfair, but here's where we are. How do I make the best of the situation? And without telling a whole bunch of other stories, I can attest firmly from life that bad things happen, and if we take a moment to center ourselves and say, okay, Lord, how like help this go well. This is a bad thing that's happened, but let good come from it. And actually, that will happen. You know, I don't know what uh, Coach Mike Boynton's spiritual dispositions are, you know, where he stands on things, uh, but there's a prayer from the uh, opening prayers of Chapter Divine Mercy that we ask, in difficult moments, we might not despair nor become despondent, but with great confidence, submit ourselves to your holy will, which is love and mercy itself. So, I recognize that there are many more significant evils and sufferings happening in the world than punishment in college athletics. Of course there are. But this one is very tangible, visible, hits close to home for a lot of us. And so I think it's a good stepping off point. Uh, We don't only have to apply spiritual principles to strictly spiritual things. So again, I don't know Mike Boynton's personal spiritual disposition, uh, but this is a good case where it would be uh, very fitting to say, all right, Lord, you know, as a prayer, this shouldn't be this way. I wish it weren't this way. But as it is this way, let it let something good come from it. 
In fact, just this afternoon, I was reading uh, the, I guess, blog you'd call it, you know, news website about OSU sports, pistols firing, and there's a story on there about, I guess, the, the wrestling team, a former coach from the wrestling team did things he shouldn't have done in the 90s and got got them banned for uh, banned from the postseason for one year. And, of course, that was unhappy. But uh, the article goes on to talk about how in the years following that, Oklahoma State became a dominant wrestling program. And, you know, while you wouldn't have wanted that to happen, of course, the, the first part, the, the thing that they got them, got them banned for, it turned that it was, in the end, and, you know, however, whatever motivations that caused, a very good thing for the program. Now, again, the current coach, Mike Boynton, didn't do any of this and is suffering somebody else's punishment. Uh, but I've seen from him so far a very firm and patient and um, mature resolve to do things well. So uh, while he is quite hurt like the rest of us, I trust that he will steer us through this prog- through this ridiculousness quite well. And that while we do not, we are not grateful that it happened. Uh, we can at least look back in some way and, and say that, well, because this unfortunate thing happened, here are the goods that came from it. That in fact, we are a better basketball program because of it. Uh, not the, and that we did not uh, get weighed down by the burden, that we did not uh, despair or become despondent, but instead trusted in the Lord's mercy, trusted in the good things that can come from bad things, and ended up in a better place afterwards. <laughs>